Alrighty, welcome back to the Future of NFT podcast, the most efficient and realist podcast in the NFT world. I'm your host, Jared. Today, the definition of this episode today is Web3 meets your passion and interest, right? So for the founders of La Landa, they just fucking love them a damn good mezcal. That's just what it is. They love them just a good fucking mezcal, right? So that is what today's episode is going to be about. Let's get straight into it. Alrighty, so we can go ahead and get started. So today we have Mr. Tom O'Malley and Mr. Alex Sanchez. They are the founders of La Leyenda. La Leyenda is a high-end, 100% beer, pure blue agave mezcal. Their Blanco actually just recently won the double gold in the San Francisco Wine and Spirits Blind Taste Competition. Alex and Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us here. Thank you for your audience. Yes, sir. So if y'all don't mind, just give me a quick introduction. We can go ahead and start with you, Alex. Uh, yeah, just a quick introduction, like a, just like your backstory. Yeah, well, I've come from the restaurant business. I've been do, I have been a, a restaurateur for the past four years. Then COVID stroke, and then I started the, to look into the, the agave business, the mezcal business. Interesting. Tom? Yeah, uh, so a career in technology, large enterprise, uh, moved to Palo Alto probably around 10 years ago, started my own company and uh, been leading this, uh, this company that's like a research platform. Through that, got into Web3. Um, always been a fan of Agave. Uh, been married to Alex's sister for 20 years. I'm like a survivor <laughs> and through that, Alex and I also, uh, you know, I didn't just get uh, a, a wife. I got a brother. And uh, and, and uh, so we've been we've been super tight bros for for two decades now. That's awesome. I, I love that. So just for the folks that have no idea what Mezcal is, like just what is Mezcal? Yeah, I'll, I'll let Alex build on it. But in short, Mezcal is any agave product as a as a general rule of thumb, it's any agave product in Mexico, including tequila. Many people don't know tequila is a mezcal, but there's a whole bunch of details. Alex can probably rip through a few of them that really started to find it as a, you know, in order to like get branded mezcal, like wear a symbol that says mezcal from the government. There's some stipulations, but I just think the coolest thing that listeners need to understand is tequila is a mezcal. Interesting. I was going to say, so that was one thing that I, I, I read. So is this following statement true? All tequila is mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila. That is correct. Yes. All mezcals are, all tequilas are mezcals, but not all mezcals are tequila. And the reason behind that is because tequila got very popular uh, back in the 70s, where they got uh, independent, let's put it this way. And they uh, started the, the protected denomination of origin to be called tequila. And the only the only agave the only agave that they were um, able to use was the blue agave. On the other hand, we have mezcal, where uh, the norma says that uh, every agave grown in the states, we, actually nine states of Mexico, can be called mezcal. But we have like I don't know two hundred different agaves. We have the, the Spadina Gade, which is the most popular one to make mezcal, which is the one that is a, it has this smoky flavor. 
we have Tobala, we have Quiche, we have Javali, and so on, right? So mezcals can be from different agaves, but also the norma states that to be called mezcal, you have to use 100% of the agave plant to produce the juice. Yep. And tequila, you only need 51% of the agave plant, of the blue mm-hmm. water agave, to be called tequila. Mm-hmm. Then, when it got very popular, uh, the tequila uh, factories started using 100% blue Weber agave, and then they, they got uh, this um, uh, now more more uh, quality tequilas. Interesting, interesting. So, can you just walk me through the difference? Because I know if I'm shopping like again at Specs or wherever, right, and I'm I'm looking at tequilas, it normally goes like either the Plato Blanco. And then maybe like Resposado and then Añejo. Like, what's the difference between, besides price, like, what's the difference between those three? Yeah. yeah. I just, I was going to offer just a real simple explanation. Like, forget the plato, which means silver. Just think of it as three, right? There's Blanco, which is not aged. It comes right off the metal in the distilling process. Then you have Reposado, which is aged up to a year. And then um, Añejos are anything aged more than a year. Uh, but basically, the, the trick of agave compared to every other spirit is th- the secret to this little devil is that it ages in the ground, meaning it's not a potato, it's not wheat, it doesn't grow back every year. So the aging process is really important that it ages as a plant. Um, the aging that it does in the barrel just is to layer in different flavors like, you know, Canadian oak or mm-hmm. in, in our case for our Añejo. We, we spend about uh, 12 months in a Canadian oak and then move it to a cognac um, uh, barrel to finish it off. But all that is window dressing. Uh, the real root of the product and the aging process actually happens when the plant is alive and you got to leave it in the ground for it to mature. Interesting. Interesting. So while you're drinking a mezcal, right, is there any noticeable like effects like versus like tequila? And it might differ from to everyone. It might be different for everyone, but I'm just, is there any like noticeable or is it just kind of like. Yeah. I mean, I think it gets back to what Alex was saying around something being a hundred percent organic, you know, juice mm-hmm. from a plant yep. versus tequilas, which they can cut with other types of sugars. Interesting. Uh, and, and so the biggest difference between mezcal and tequila is that you're much more likely to get a tequila that's cut corners and added sugars and provide you a proper hangover the next day. <laughs> okay. um, mezcal tend to be more batch operated. Still, there's some artisan left in that part of the industry. And uh, they tend to be made 100% from their plant. So you're not going to get a nasty hangover uh, with, with mezcals typically. That makes sense. That makes sense. So now, is there like a mezcal margarita? Do we just do shots? Like, is there a popular drink that like normally people drink with mezcal? Like, how, how does that work? Well, is, actually, that just, is that just preference based? Yeah, it's preference based, but it's, it's like uh, having a very good quality drink. You don't want to mix it. You want to sip mm. it, right? Okay. Yep. It depends on, on, on the quality of the juice that you're having and what do you want to do with it? We, our brand, we recommend that you sip the, the mezcal instead of mixing, mixing it with, a, with a whatever it is. At, or at the most, you can, you can mix it with mineral water 
and call it Tommy Special. <laughs> that is my favorite. I've, I've coined that drink. Uh, so nobody, uh, don't try to copy the recipe. It's way too complicated. It's, it's our beverage on the rocks with a splash of soda water. And please, NFL, no fucking limes, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So now like, talk to me about the food here. Like, what, are we eating uh, some enchiladas, some fajitas? Like, what, what are we doing with, with food in Mezcal? Yeah, it's a good, well, it's a good question. Actually, uh, we, we just recently had this party up in, um, up in LA and we flew in this awesome chef, Antonio Mendez. And this guy, you know, he's so cool. He's got his own uh, uh, MTV TV show down in Mexico called The Boss. Hmm. But, you know, when we asked him, what do you what do you recommend we pair this with? He said, I don't know. Send me the bottle. So we send him uh, the bottle and he said, OK, send me another one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he worked his way through the first one too quick. Uh-huh. And then we sent him another one. And then he said, all right, I got it. We're having burgers. And we thought. What do you mean burgers? This is a $300 (laughs) bottle of of high-end mezcal. And you want to do burgers with it? He said, trust me, man. (laughs) So he came to the party. He took over the kitchen. And um, within about an hour and a half, he served up what he called the uh, La Landa Mezcal Burger. And Mm. I I think we're going to publish... I think we're going to publish the recipe somewhere. Have we already, Alex, or is that coming out soon? No, it's coming out. I'm waiting for the, the details from the chat. People were biting their fingers. They were eating two hamburgers at a time. <laughs> it was crazy. And it had like flavors in it. I, I remember there was some uh, pineapple in there. There was some onion. Um, it had a kick to it for damn sure. But it had our juice in it, meaning he was using our product to, to be the base or the... Uh, yeah, the uh, the the liquid that that made up the um, the uh, uh, the topping of these burgers, and it was just unbelievable. So, uh, you know, I've had it with a lot of different things, never with lime, mind you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think again, it comes back to preference. Uh, but um, yeah, be mindful. Put it next to something very intentional and high quality. Interesting. I like that. So, can you just tell me about like what, what's the origin story here? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll let Alex tell tell his bit. But the big picture is Alex found this uh, this gem hidden in a small town that's connected to his wife's family. And um, he he made some amazing things happen that took my attention. And when I saw the problem and opportunity at hand, I just knew that this was an NFT story. And mm. so the spoiler alert is. This is an NFT-based agave that is going to um, solve for the perils that the agave industry is under. So we want to make sure your listeners really hear what's going on. What's the truth behind agave? Because this product fixes an industry's problem. It's It, it stands for much more than just our brand. Um, but uh, Alex, maybe you could take us into like how you found it and then... I'll pick it up like because then we started talking about, well, why, you know, why is it that way? And, and then how we layered in the NFT. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. So all, all this started when my, my, my wife is from Guadalajara and uh, my father-in-law own, uh, owns ranch in Zacatecas. So he said, why don't we celebrate your son's birthday at the, at the ranch? And uh, say, yeah, well, let's go there. 
he, he was turning five years old by uh, back then. And uh, my father-in-law threw this huge party. It was like a wedding. A lot of people went to the to the celebration. And I was, I'm more like a tequila drinker and I was drinking tequila at the time. And this guy approaches me and says, you gotta try this vino. Vino in Spanish means red wine. And mm. I was like, oh, no, thank you. I'm drinking tequila right now. <laughs> and he laughed at me and he said, no, no, it's not vino, it's not red wine. It's a mezcal. And then again, I was, oh man, I don't really like right now the smokiness of the mezcal. Uh-huh. He's like, dude, you have to try this. And I tried it and I was blown away. It was, oh my God, what is this? And he, he's a very good friend of the family. Actually, his son is now marrying my uh, wife's sister. So that's, that, that completes the circle of the family. And uh, he says, this is the family reserve. And I was, wow, this is very, very good uh, agave juice. And we started talking and said, can we, can, uh, and I said, you know what? We need to tell the world about this product. You, do you mind if I take it with me? And we started there and I took the juice for the competition, for the San Francisco World Speed competition. Uh-huh. And believe it or not, we won. We won That's- double gold. Which That's is awesome. a huge thing for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's super cool. I, I love that. And so, like, it, it's also cool because, again, like how Tom was talking about how it, like, translates into, like, Web3 with, like, again, 5% to the farmer, 5% to the laborers, 5% to the school. Like, Tom, can you speak on that a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, what's what the backstory on agave is is uh, quite special. We already said it's just it's just not a potato. It doesn't grow back every year. And so, you know, it needs to age in the ground. But, you know, the industry has been growing by 30% for tequilas, 50% for mezcals consistently year after year for like the past decade. Guess what? Production has not grown. Mm. And so what, what that means is people are going, well, where's all this tequila coming from then? And as I alluded to before, people are starting to stretch this plant by adding sugars and turning mm. it into something that it's not. Yep. And, uh, and, and, you know, the, the truth is, is that it's just one of these plants that just takes time and, yep. and you can't, you know, it's, it's a finicky little thing. I mean, it's, it's as tough as a weed. It grows in the desert, but you got to know exactly when to cut it. And, and then there's all different techniques of how to get the juice out of it and different mm-hmm. processes and cooking. And so there's a million ways to do agave. And that's why the flavors can vary so greatly. But to do it right, it takes it, 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 it takes resisting cutting corners. The industry, meanwhile, uh, I think it was um, Alex told me that the uh, farmer told him that he gets 10 times more per kilo than his father did, hmm. meaning the cost of the plant has gone up considerably hmm. because the shortage of the plant is so real. And so you can imagine what a lot of farmers are doing now is in the place that they could grow a seven-year plant, they could also grow two three-year-old plants and yep. get the same amount of yield. But that is like, you know what it's like? It's like picking a green orange and adding sugar and, and <laughs> using it and calling it orange juice. You'll yep. never match the flavor of yep. a fully ripened fruit. And so I didn't get that. So when Alex won the competition, I had him to explain to me, 
how did you, like the karate kid, walk into this competition with no belt and end up doing the crane kick and winning the whole event? <laughs> <laughs> right? So and that's exactly what happened. I'm, I'm telling you, Alex beat out 600 other brands. He had 50 judges put his drink in the top five unanimously across all 50 judges. A double gold is not a normal event. It's uh -huh. a big deal. Yeah. So it really caught my attention. I really had to just shut up and listen. And, and Alex and I, we pieced, you know, it took us about a bottle and a half to figure out what, what is it that, that rationalizes why we won? And then as we peeled back the facts and did a little bit of research and talked to the farmer some more, we isolated it down to this one, um, one phrase. We call it full term. This is not only 100% blue agave, but it is 100% full term blue agave. And that is where we're trying to take the industry. We're trying to separate this idea of, of killing, no, murdering baby plants yep. <laughs> and calling that um, a tequila or a mezcal or, or 100%. Yeah, it's 100% children. You know, it's, so, so what we're trying to say to the world is, look, if we're going to measure quality here, let's call it what it really is. Let's call it full term and not. Are your plants full term or not? Mm. And that's where the industry needs to get back to back to the 400 year old tradition of doing it the right way, the patient way. So then, you know, the next question that came to mind is, what do we call this thing? Like, well, what doesn't cut corners in life? And if we need to create a new incentive to make the farmers, you know, solid on growing a full plant, you know, we're going to have to give back to them. So what does not cut corners and always gives back? And we said, that's a legend. Um, you know, legends do that. Yep. Right. And so we call this brand La Leyenda the legend because we want to be the first of a movement that creates a legacy of both giving back and not cutting corners. And so that's what we've done with the NFTs. You know, this is a modern technology reestablishing an age old tradition. I, we, we love that contrast because that's, you know, that's Alex and I, you know, he's country. I'm rock and roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, the, the classic here is the agave. The modern technology of NFTs is restoring the old because we're able to pull that liquidity forward reserve more plot, more plants so we can increase capacity and create a safe way to pass incentives back to the farmer. So we created a multi-sig wallet fund that the farmer, the laborers, and the community can submit projects to and we'll pay it right from the fund. We don't have to put cash in anybody's hand and endanger them. We just pay, pay to the projects that we all agree should be paid. That's that's awesome. Man. I, I just love that. That was just that just came full circle. It was just perfect, even with like the naming of why y'all named it Lale. And I love that. So like also one thing that just really intrigued me was the the different locations, like where like just the utility of like just owning this NFT. So can you just like expand a little bit more on like just those different like secret locations, stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, we totally think that uh, the first version of Web3 is um you know, has, has come and gone. I think we're all anticipating the next wave and the magic word is utility. You go to any web conference today, whether it's NFT layer one at circles conference, everybody's talking about utility applications. How does it impact real world, real people? Yeah. And that's what we're doing with our NFT. So not only does the NFT give you access to be able to buy the product and some really cool swag stuff, go to our website, check out the membership, 
We also host parties at Web3 conferences. So anybody holding our NFT can roll up to the VIP lounge of Circle if we're hosting their, their VIP lounge and be like, hey, I don't need the Circle badge. I've got my, my NFT. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm allowed in. Um, but going beyond, one step beyond just access to parties is access to private clubs, whether or not we're there or not. So the, the point is, is we're creating a network of membership-based clubs that give our members, meaning somebody walks in with the La Leyenda or the Legends Club, NFT as we call it, um, they get the VIP treatment that a member would. So we're talking about clubs like, so in LA, there's, there's three. There's the burger joint, believe it or not, that hosts the recipe of the Mezcal burger. It's called Stout. It's a fantastic place up in Studio City. But mm -hmm. um, not too far from that is a place in Santa Monica that's a speakeasy. Their restaurant Ooh. takes three weeks to get a reservation. So this, this is like the spot in Santa Monica. And then um, one, one of my favorites is this cool place called um, uh, Bike Shed Moto. And it's a biker bar that's got tattoo parlor in it. It's got a barber chairs, a huge retail space, but they got this speakeasy and bottle lockers back there. So what's cool is um, we're going to build out this network. So if you think about NFTs, and their utility, mm -hmm. um, you want to see utility grow over time. So not only is our membership base going to grow and, and attract really cool people that are involved in really cool projects, we want it to be like a social club, of course, of, of you know profound people in Web3, but also um, that network of clubs uh, is going to grow. So three spots in Miami is next. We'll, we want to announce that in December. Um, in January, we're talking about New York and San Francisco. You know, Puerto Rico, Austin, Barcelona, you know, we can just continue to build out this network and increase the utility of, of those holding the Inejo, uh NFT in particular. That's that's awesome. I love that. Again, that was that was something that was just super exciting. Not only again, not only just the Mezcal, which I definitely got to get my hands on, uh, but just again, just like I'm here in Austin. So the fact that, again, if I own this NFT, I could just pull up to like a just like a low key spot and just, you know, what I'm saying just hang out or whatever, get special offerings because I own this NFT. So that is just, I don't know, that's just super sick to me. So, like, can you talk a little bit more just about just the different, like, I guess, like, memberships, like, that you'll have? So just like there's the three varieties, right, the Blanco Reposado and the, uh, the Añejo, we have an NFT for each. So on Monday, Halloween, noontime in California, so we're talking about L.A. time, Pacific time at noon, we're dropping a couple of hundred, the number's not finite yet, but a couple of hundred of uh, the, uh, the Blancos. And um, this is a normally, uh, normally uh, a 0.3 ETH yeah. membership. This is going to be a private allow list. You can go and sign up on the allow list on the website. We're going to be selecting the people from there. But we're also partnered with some really cool other projects. Um, so that's the first thing to happen. Two weeks later, some more Blanco are coming out at the regular price, but also... We're coming out with the allow list for the repo. And mm -hmm. then a couple weeks after that, that's when the Añejo hits. By the way, the repo is 0.5 ETH. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, and then the, uh, at the end of the month, we have the Grand, the grand Poobah. Only 250 exist in the, two, in the 22 batch for the LA chapter. So 250 Añejo NFTs are dropping. And those are three ETH. Interesting. Interesting. And, and I also like how, again, if you have like a Blanco, 
that gives you like priority to get the Resposado NFT drop. Um, so kind of like early access on that type of stuff. Exactly. It gets you automatically into the allow list and the allow lists, of course, are discounted. So it's not like you're, the money spent on a Blanco is going to go to waste. You're going to make up for that on the discount when you move to the uh, repo or if you go all the way to the Indiejo. Interesting. Now, I just kind of want to talk about like a, just a technical aspect here. I'm just kind of curious. So like, again, I purchased this Blanco NFT and the actual Blanco Mezcal is sold separately. So again, I, I own this NFT. So like, but like, is it like me going to a site and connecting my wallet and then buying the, the Resposado there? I mean, sorry, not the Resposado, the uh, Mezcal there? Or how does that work? Actually getting the bottle in hand. Yeah, thanks for asking because we don't want to sound like we're selling alcohol with NFTs. That would be illegal <laughs> and I would have to move to Mexico. <laughs> uh, no, we're selling a membership. And as soon as you purchase your NFT, and by the way, you don't need a wallet even to purchase our NFT. Mm. We're wiring it up for Web2 folks. We want everybody that loves agave or Web3 and or both to have equal access to this. So whatever you do, you pay with a credit card, you pay with ETH, uh, you, you then immediately get routed to a page that says, drop in your email and we'll send you the coupon code to go enjoy uh, these bottles. You put in your email, you get the email, you click the link, you put in the, your private key code, you know, like a passcode, a purchase passcode, and it unlocks a, a minimum of 10 bottles uh, for, for you to be able to purchase. So it's 10 bottles a year uh, for, the, uh, for, the, for the Blanco. It's 20 bottles a year for the Reposado. And with the Reposado, you can buy the Repo and the Blanco or and or the Blanco. With the Blanco, you can only buy the Blanco. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? And then I with mean, the Inejo, you can buy as much as you want of all three kinds. Awesome. That makes sense. So again, so someone that owns like a club or someone that just is hosting events or whatever, again, they have the Añejo membership. They can buy, they can basically just be stocked up on La Leyenda for their customers or basically whatever, whatever they have coming through. Yeah. I'm not sure how efficient it is to buy that way versus going through our distributor and getting set up properly. Mm -hmm. But Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, we, we'd really like this to be for the, for the individual members. Awesome. And, and if you want to get in the resale business, then uh, yeah, work with our distributor, please. Awesome. All right. So is there, is there anything like, I guess something in the near future, like, is there any golden nugget, something that you are excited about or just you and the team? I mean, I'm pretty excited about Monday, uh, just getting us out there for the first time. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of details that go into launching a project like this. Um, so just excited to pass that first threshold, even though it's small quantities, Alex and I are really patient people in that regard. Like we want to do things right we've spent so much time this has taken years to get to this point um so yeah we're we're not going to rush it we want to do it piece by piece we'll change the plan we'll slow it down if we have to but i'm just excited to finally enter this next phase of finally getting you know members and community around this product so we can all enjoy it more together 100 percent. so again that was just this was just awesome again i wanted to have you on again Y'all definitely got to go check this out again. La Landed, like just everything about it is just, I was telling Tom, like, it's just so aesthetically, like, it's just my type. Like aesthetically, it's just so clean. Like he was showing me the bottle. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just got to get my hands on the bottle. Like not even just to drink it. Like I just want to put it on like my a shelf or something like that. It just looks so nice. Um, but so Tom and, and Alex, like if anybody wanted to reach out or learn more about the project, like where can they find out? Absolutely. We have the, all the social media, but most importantly, uh, we uh, would like to your uh, audience to join our Discord channel, which you can find on the website, laleyenda.io. 
Awesome. And you can find us on Instagram as La Leyenda Mezcal. And, uh, and well, that's it. Awesome. Awesome. I already will. Oh, Twitter. Uh, sorry, Twitter. You can find us as, as La Leyenda underscore IO. Perfect. And again, I'll have all those links and everything. So again, you miss it here. All the links will be down below. Um, again, Alex and Tom, I really appreciate y'all for joining me today. Again, just spilling the knowledge. Like I just I really appreciate y'all for coming on today. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Y'all have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. And that is the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed this one. If you want to reach me on Instagram, it's going to be future of NFT. On Twitter, it's going to be T H E E J A R R O D. And if you want to leave a voice message, the link is in the show notes below. Alternatively, my email will be down there. So again, reach out. You just want to shoot the shit. Let's shoot the shit again. Does your passion and interest meet Web3? I want to hear more about it. You just want to say what's up? Hey, I'll say what's up right back to you. Um, so yeah, again, reach out. I hope everyone is enjoying their week so far. Again, tonight I'm about to, uh, watch the Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul fight. Um, so I'm pretty hyped about that. Like, just cause again, Anderson Silva, like he's a fucking OG. Like, dude, I used to play with Anderson Silva back in the day, like on UFC, uh, and like just fucking used to head kick fucking everybody because <laughs> his head kicks are fucking lethal. Um, so again, that is super interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see this fight again. Now, Jake Paul is the the young boxer on the come up right so it's just to me it's an interesting dynamic um so i'm curious if you're any of y'all are watching that like let me know what you think like i'm curious like that shit's gonna be crazy um but yeah that is the end of today's episode i will see you on the next one peace